0: Everyone say a time to, time to give. A time to give. And as we talk about this at Christmas time, we understand that giving comes. With a lot of expectations around it, there are expectations when we give a gift, right? What to give, how big of a gift, what not to give. Then there are expect expectations on the receiving side as well, and uh, how we receive those is uh, a gift is important. I'm wondering how many of you have ever been blown away by a gift that you received? You were really wowed. It's something over the top, something that maybe touched your heart. And uh, how many have ever experienced something? like that before absolutely it's kind of like the lowell police this year how many have seen that you tracked with them they pull over people they find out what they want for christmas instead of giving them a ticket what do they do they give them a gift all wrapped up a present what they just asked for and it was pretty cool. Maybe you've been listening online or on, uh, on the uh, radio to Dave Ramsey. He's been giving $100,000 away over the last couple weeks, and some of you guys didn't know that, and you're like, I could have won $100,000 or, you know, thousands of dollars, or maybe you heard about what Meyer did, and uh, what Meyer did was pretty cool. We got some employees from Meyer, right, um, that go here, but Meyer, the CEOs, the, the head, the top tier, they showed up at Meyer stores all across West Michigan. Did you hear about this? And they started paying for people's entire gift buying. They watch for people and as they're buying gifts, TVs and big things and, and uh, Christmas presents, wiping out the the cost for what what they're going to buy. Pretty cool. Well, all of that really stemmed, I don't know if you realize this, from a couple years ago. A Canadian airline called WestJet, they decided to do something very different. And you may have heard about this. About 34 million people have seen it online. But I wanted to show you the end of it. You can look it up the whole thing. It's really cool, but it's too long to show the whole thing. But what happens when someone get something that was unexpected watch on their faces so that they're about to fly they're asked what would you like for christmas and then when they get off the plane well this is what happens here we go christmas gifts Come on. The guests never expected what they'd asked of St. Nick would actually appear. It was all quite a trick. A West Jetter would say, it was more than mere fun. Miracles do happen when we all work as one. We'll give Santa the last word on this most special night.
1: Merry Christmas to all, and to (laughs) all, a good flight. Pretty
0: cool, eh? It puts a smile on your face as you watch that. And the reason is because how many would agree that giving gifts is a lot of fun, right? It is so much fun, and how many would say receiving gifts is fun too, right? I mean, let's be honest, it is a joy to be able to do that. So this series has been about giving, and a time to give hope was the first week, and we looked at the verse where it talked about receiving hope, but the reason we would receive hope is so that we can overflow with hope, and we can give hope as well. It doesn't matter what the circumstances we might be facing, right? We've looked at this each week. It doesn't matter what the hardship, hope can be found in even the hardest, toughest spots. And then we've talked about hope turning into peace a peace an upward peace inward and outward that jesus was the prince of peace is that right and that we not not only can receive the prince of peace but then we can give it there's an outward expression that we church are the to be peacemakers the idea is that we are to bring peace into the chaos into our world that's fallen and hurting and so we've talked about hope, we've talked about peace, and then today we're going to continue to look at another term that's synonymous with Christmas, and that term is joy. And church, it is a time to give joy. Everyone say joy! Joy! And on Christmas Sunday, we look at this and we think, okay, joy, how about it? Well, we talked about that each of these terms are found in decorations, they're found on cards, they're found in stories, but they're found in songs as well. And this is what I want to do. I want to take a little time out. I want you to grab your bulletin or a piece of paper or something, and I want you to find a pen that's close by. They should be around. And what we're going to do, we're going to give you 60 seconds, don't start yet, to write as many songs that have the word joy in the title. It can be a hymn. It can also be anywhere within the story or within the song. And we're going to give you 60 seconds to do that. And the family that does the best at this so you can help each other out will get some Meyer Cash today, all right? Some Meyer Cash, so that's what we're playing for. And uh, if you're here for a service, you are not qualified to play in second service. All right. Anyway. All right, on your marks. 30 seconds, go! Here we go. 30 seconds. I'm sorry, I'm one minute, one minute. 55 seconds left. All right, work with your families. See how many songs in the title or in the words. All right, all right. 45 more seconds. I'm just telling you, you got to get over four or five compared to second service or first service. All right, there we go. All right, 35 seconds left. All right, doing good. And write them down. 30 seconds left. Here we go. All right, working on songs that have joy in them. You guys aren't even participating, I see. <laughs> see, I don't even have a chance. All right, 20 more seconds. All right, doing good. As many songs for some Meyer Cash, all right? And here we go. The last 10 seconds coming. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Two, one. Pens down, pens down. All right, let's see how we did. Did anybody get one song with the word joy in the title or found somewhere? Give yourselves a hand, because that's not enough to win the Meyer cash. (laughs) All right, let's. All right, put your hands up if you got two, and just keep them up. All right, three, four five doing good whoa all right five six all right okay all right pause here we got a couple families with six all right how many do you have in the back 11 songs holy smokes how many got here she said not that many (laughs) she have you guys have eight okay all right so you got to stand up and you got to say these songs all right and uh, if there are any wrong you're out of here no just kidding you can stay no they don't have to be christmas just any songs yeah yeah. Uh, and they can't be songs that you made up in your head just right now. <laughs> all right. All right. Say them nice and loud. Uh, I've got peace like a river. Nice. Yep. Uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Good one. Joy so well. Yes. Still. Yes. Yes. Joy down in my heart with joy. Nice. Peace uh, the peace of the Spirit. I love, joy, peace. Yep. Nice. Okay. Is that eight already? Come on. All right. Nice job. Give it up. All right. We're going to give you guys a little Meyer cash. You can buy yourself a little something. But for the second place with eight, you don't have to read them. Don't worry. I'm just going to give you the gift card. Good job, McKenna. All right. Give him a hand. All right. So we spread a little joy this morning all right well good well that's fun to think about joy and think about songs I tried in my office I came up with three on my own I was like I had this idea and I could not think of more than three songs and uh, my brain wasn't working this morning but you guys were sharp and so I'm really proud of you but I did get joy to the world and so that was good all right well today the focus is on joy right and so I want to talk about for the next couple minutes what does joy do to our lives how does joy happen in our lives. What is it? What does it look like and how is it defined? I was thinking about it saying okay it's a family service and so if I'm going to define joy let's talk about what joy is not to start and it's not an emotion right? Joy is not the ups and then the downs are everything but joy and then I thought if I could come up with a picture that is not joy what would that be? And this was the best I came up with. Oh, yeah, the Grinch. Yeah, This is not joy. That's not the picture of joy. And then I was thinking, okay, well, we got the, what joy is not. But then I was thinking, okay, you know, sometimes we go to the other extreme and we say, okay, well, that we think of joy like this extreme joy. It becomes fake, overhyped. And the picture of that, I thought, you know, the best thing that came to my mind was more like this, SpongeBob. <laughs> and I was just wondering, you know, if you had a chance today. <laughs> if you had a chance to pick one of those two, let's just do a quick survey. Would you rather be the Grinch or Spongebob? How many would rather be the Grinch? All right. How many would rather be Spongebob? Fake. I would rather be the Grinch because he's at least real, right? And at the end of the story, his heart softens and his heart grows. And so I'm the Grinch. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not the Grinch, but I'd want to be the Grinch. Yeah, but anyway. But it got me thinking, what is authentic joy? What is genuine joy? One of our core values here at the church, I don't know if you knew this, is joy. And we kind of describe that as choosing, which we'll see that at the end of the service, choosing to live life as God intended. So the idea is that joy, it means that you have strength from God to face anything. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Joy, it means that you know that you're blessed in everything, no matter what the circumstances, that there are blessings found even in the trouble, even in the hard times. When you're stressed, everything is still blessed because of God's love. As I was reading this, or reading and studying and praying, I ran across a pastor that talked about joy, and this is what he said, that joy does not come from what you have, Joy comes from what you know cannot be taken from you. Let me explain that again. Joy does not come from what you have. Joy comes from what you know cannot be taken from you. So you can have all kinds of things happen. You can lose a job and still have joy. You can lose a relationship and still have joy. You can have health issues or no money for Christmas 2014 okay, and still have joy no matter what. That's the reason the Bible says in First Thessalonians 5.16 to always be joyful. If you're looking for a verse to memorize, this is a good one. It's only three words, all right? Always be joyful in the, in the NLT. Always be joyful. And the idea there is like, okay, how can I find this kind of joy or have or obtain this kind of joy? And I'm glad that you're asking the question. And some people, their mind goes, oh, it's got to come to this perfect You know, perfect situation where all the stars align and perfection comes, right? They're waiting for the call from Dave Ramsey to win thousands of dollars. Or they're waiting for the airline to call their name and they step on and then they step off and they get their joy, right? Or they're waiting for the cop to pull them over. Wait, no, that doesn't. I hope you're not waiting for that. But even if things did align in your life, and came together, at least in your own eyes, maybe a Christmas morning experience where you get a bike or a computer or whatever the hot gift is, how many know that that joy is fleeting? It's not going to last. It's not sustainable. So you say, well, how do you find a joy that lasts? Where you can always be joyful, even in an an imperfect world. And that joy is found in the Christmas story, isn't it? And it was interesting. The last couple weeks, I've had the chance to share some of my home videos from when i was a kid growing up and uh i really embarrassed myself 2 weeks ago and showed a uh, where i was opening a gift and i was 16 years old and i was less than happy about the gift and some of you were here and experienced that with us last week i redeemed myself and showed that one of the best gifts i ever got i got a bike and i was just like jumping off the walls and then my sisters they were the ones that were really jumping off the walls and i told my mom that i showed that clip and, uh, and I made her swear that she wouldn't tell my sisters that we, got, that, I, that we showed that. And so I'm still living, and so that's good. But this morning, I don't know what it's like in your, in your home, what kind of traditions you have, but in the Vey family, we always got together at Christmas, maybe Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Sometimes we spent the night at my grandma's house. But we always took time out to honor the Christmas story. And uh, one year, in 1990, I was 14 years old, it was my privilege to share the christmas story and uh, i thought i'd share that moment with you so welcome to the vay family 1990 here
1: we go around benji and he'll tell you the story
0: okay no, no, no. No. or do you want to no, sit I where have you, have to you are yeah, right <coughs> yeah okay, okay. okay everybody listen Everyone to ben
1: to he's telling all you little guys the christmas story all right first of all mary and joseph jesus mom And dad they're they're um, going to Jerusalem to pay their taxes and uh, Mary she she was feeling some labor pain so she decided to stop at the local motel and and but there was no room in the inn so they had to go in the stable behind behind the motel and Mary had her baby and uh, she laid him in a manger, and they're very happy and some shepherds in the local field saw a star, and the lamp and an angel of the Lord appeared and said, "Do not be afraid, for I am from from the Lord, and I am informing you that Jesus, um, the Son of God, has been born, and He's in Bethlehem, lying in a manger. And so they so they went to visit Him. And about three years later, um, some wise men, they they um. They went to visit him, uh, to visit Jesus, and then, and they gave him, gave them, g- gave Jesus gifts of frankincense, gold, and myrrh, and that's the story. Of Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. That's good. Okay, I wonder. all right. <laughs> 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 now, come on. Is that good or? You felt the anointing, I'm sure. We could probably just pray and go home, right? <laughs> Lord, bless us all. It <laughs> doesn't get much better than that, right? But I just want to pause and say, listen, whatever your tradition, make sure you do something like this. Take some time out, open up scripture and read or share the story. It is meaningful. Every year we do it and uh, we enc- I want to encourage you to do that because uh, what Jesus, the story, that's which is the best story ever told, so you might as well tell it over and over. And th- within that story, the story of Christmas, we see that joy is found. And what we see is really three things we're going to ca- examine here in the next few moments. That number one, joy is here. Right, it's right here. It's with us, and we can receive joy. The second thing is that joy is a journey, and we can experience the journey. And then thirdly, we'll get there. That joy is a choice. It's something that we can choose to actually receive, but it's also something that we can give to others. And so let's dive in and look at the first one. Turn with me to Luke chapter two, um, and we're going to look at the story of where the shepherds um, were in the in the field. And we're going to see, first of all, that joy is here. And what's interesting is we look at this story, as we, we're we going to read it here in a second, is that it was a usual night. There, the shepherds were watching the sheep, just watching a bunch of sheep sleeping. I'm sure it wasn't exciting. It was probably boring. But it was business as usual. And all of a sudden, God shows up. In the midst of the ordinary, joy shows up. And that's what we see in Luke chapter too. So let's, let's read it. It's, it says this. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Can you imagine how scary that'd be? You've been a shepherd all your life, growing up being a shepherd, and all of a sudden, just a normal night, you're watching the sheep sleep, right, a bunch of white lumps, and all of a sudden, the glory of the Lord, whew, I'd be terrified too. <coughs> but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for you and for all the people. Today in the town of Dave, David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This he will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly... A great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the heaven, with the angels praising God, saying, "Glory to God in the highest, on peace, on earth, peace to men on whom His favor rests." And what I love about this is that the good news comes to the shepherds, and what's the great thing is that the good news of the gospel can come to you right here, right now. That in our every day, God can show up in our lives we don't have to wait for a vacation to experience joy or we don't have to wait for the weekend to experience joy you don't have to leave your family or leave your job or leave your school the in the word in verse 13 it says that suddenly the word the angels appeared right and what's interesting is you study that verse we've understand that as individuals that we have all experienced suddenly in our lives Where we suddenly, something happens and we get some news. Something has happened, suddenly. Something has changed for the worst, suddenly. Suddenly, you get a phone call. Suddenly, you get a diagnosis. Suddenly, there's an accident, right? And these things, really, if we just boil them down, we can call those life. That life happens, doesn't it? There are things that come along our way. But the truth is, is that not only do those types of things happen, suddenly joy can be added to your life as well. God can do something new in your life right here, right now. And we're going to give you that opportunity in just a a few minutes. Something new, where now you're looking through life with a new set of lenses, where you can see hope turning into peace and experience joy. Something different and this is exactly what happened to the shepherds. And in Luke chapter 2, we see that in chapter in uh, verse 10 there as you as you're reading along, look what it says. It says, "Do not be afraid; I bring you good news of great joy." Joy was there. Joy is here. It's, it was sent from heaven. And the shepherds, they received it. And the truth is, we can receive the same kind of joy. We can receive the message. We can embrace the story. In church, it's not by working harder or thinking harder or by ignoring all the bad things in the world, pretending that they don't exist. That's not how you experience joy. Joy is recognizing that in the realities of life, God is here, right here. Emmanuel, that is good news. That is the great joy. And when it becomes personal, like it did to the shepherds, then we understand more fully that joy is here, that God is here. At the end of that story, I love, it says... um How the shepherds, when they experienced that, when they had seen him, when they experienced Jesus, they spread the word concerning him about the child that had been told them. And all who heard were amazed what the shepherds said to them. They spread the word. They shared it because Christmas at that point became personal. And church, this Christmas, my challenge to you is to make the Christmas story, make the reality of what Christmas is, make it personal that joy is right here, right now, and that He's here in our presence even today. The second thing is that joy is a journey, it's a process. You can turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2, and we see that joy does not always happen in an instant like we might want it to, right? The story here in chapter 2 is about the wise men, right? And we're going to see that they started out in the east. They saw a star. They left where they were, and they made the journey all the way to Bethlehem. And we can read it. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. And it goes on and explains how they connect with King Herod. King Herod wants to get the baby so he can kill him because he was threatened by the, the news. But then by verse 10, the Magi. The wise men, they show up, they found the star. When they saw the star, what does it say? They were overjoyed in verse 10. And for the wise men, it was a process for them. It was a process before they received their joy. It took time. It wasn't a push a button here and boom, instant joy. You say, well, well then how does joy come, Right? Well, how do we experience it? How does that come? Well, the Bible is clear. And when we, at first look, we might look at some of the things that we'll look at here in a second and uh, say, is this really the way joy comes? Well, look what it says. In Psalm chapter 30, verse 5, it says, Weeping may remain for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. So sometimes we have to go through the process and it starts with tears, that there is pain. Then you realize Okay, God is here and joy comes in the morning. The same thing happened in Jesus, with Jesus. John 16, verse 20, if you want to turn there with me. Jesus taught this, that your grief, your grief will turn to joy. Look what it says. He says, I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn. He's telling his disciples, while the world is rejoicing around you. So in this world, the idea is that you're going to have trouble, right? But then it says, you will grieve but your grief will turn to joy. See, this, on this side of eternity, there will be things that are tough, but that trouble, that pain will turn to joy. Joy is a process. It's not a quick fix in the pain or in the trouble, in the situation, and it's not a new relationship that you need or a new job or a new drug or in the next adrenaline rush, right? Joy is a journey. It's interesting in Luke chapter two, um, part of the Christmas story there's a a, a character there's really kind of a, a side character. His name is Simeon. He was an old man that that believed God was going to send uh, his son into the world before he took his last breath and so he's really late in age and all of a sudden he understands that jesus is born he's saying okay this is great i got to go tell mary and he brings really some scary news and even in the process of joy for him he brings some some news and uh it's crazy he tells mary in luke chapter 2 he says look he says this child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in israel he brings bad news saying like, hey, this is, he's going to bring trouble. And even there, he, they recognize that God is there. And what's great about it is that God is there with us. And all we got to do is start walking, take the next step. I love uh, the, the idea of Emmanuel, God with us. And uh, oftentimes, I'll do funerals. And even this year, I've done some funerals for some people in the church. And, and I know some of you have experienced loss in the last you know, season of your life. Or maybe you can remember a time when you lost a grandma or a grandpa. And listen, when, when, we, when I do a funeral, I often will bring people to Psalm 23 and the part of the scripture that says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you guys familiar with that? I will fear no evil. And the idea there is that you're walking through. You don't stop there in the valley of death. You don't experience that and just say, well, I'm giving up. This is it. This is my destiny. No, it's a walking through. It's a God with us, and we need to take the next step to be able to experience the true joy that God has for us. So we know God is here, joy is here, and that joy is a journey, and it's, t- it's a step at a time. But the third thing is that joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to see that it's a difficult choice. And it's a difficult choice sometimes to receive it, but also a difficult choice to give it. In Luke chapter 1, uh, it's a, the part of the really early on in the Christmas story. It's the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, where angels came from heaven to talk and to really foretell that Jesus would be born and that she was going to be the, the Messiah's mother. And uh, it's it's great. In verse 26, it says, "In the sixth month, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the town of Galilee." to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. So can you imagine a young lady, a virgin, and uh, an angel appears? And what's interesting is that the next verse, it says that she's troubled. She's confused. She's actually disturbed and afraid. And when you think about Mary in that context, that she started out in a place she did not understand what God was doing. Look, Mary was greatly troubled at the words and wondered what kind of greeting might this be. She's trying to figure it out. She's trying to put the pieces together. But by verse 38, her response is beautiful. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And so it was a choice. Mary, right from the get-go, she had to choose to follow, to trust the plan that God had for her, to let go of the familiar. And in verses 46 through 55, it's the Mary song that's very popular. Um, At the beginning, it says, My soul glorifies the Lord. My soul rejoices, brings joy in my God, my Savior. And I love that. See, joy oftentimes, church, is found on the other side of, of the difficult choice to trust God instead of trusting your circumstances or trusting uh, yourself or others around you. How many know that it's easy sometimes to look at your circumstances and if they look good, yeah, I can trust that. Or you look at your circumstances and say, I'd rather trust myself than to trust God who is unseen, right? That's the reality of what God wants us to do, to, to trust Him even though we can't see Him, we can't put our hands on Him necessarily. In Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verses 2 and 3, even Jesus had to trust in God. Look what it says, and this is great, that Jesus did not want to die on the cross, but He trusted God, and on the other side of the cross, there was joy. Look what it says, Hebrews 12. It says uh, in verse 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured so such opposition from sinful men. Why? So that you may not grow weary and, and lose heart. So you can experience joy. Why did Jesus do that? He understood that on the other side of the cross, that joy would be experienced. He didn't want to do that, but he trusted God. And many times we've got to just trust the Lord in our circumstances, that God has got it under control, and we can walk it out step by step. This year, I spent some time in Africa earlier this year. Some of you knew that. And, um, and it was just a great trip. But one of the things that really struck me, and it really hit me this week as I was preparing and, and praying, was how I remembered the African, the hundreds of African pastors that we worked with and we were doing training. They, almost all of them, I would say 95 or you know close to 100% of them, had an incredible uh, demeanor about them. They were people that were filled with joy. And sometimes you look at them and I'd say, man, how or why do they have so much joy? Because you look at their circumstances and uh, you realize... That uh, they have nothing, no, nearly nothing, and they've realized these pastors have realized that joy is not dependent on things. De- many of them didn't have cars. Some of them walked uh, to get to our to our, get to our training. Some of them walked half a day the day before and st- spent the night, and then spent the night after we were done because it was too long to to walk all the way back. No cars. Some of them didn't even have homes, or if they did have homes, they were just mud huts, their clothes. They realized, these pastors, that joy was not dependent on things, wasn't dependent on their health. Some of them were facing tremendous illnesses in their families. Uh, AIDS was a big deal there. Uh, Other disease, because they didn't have clean water. And joy was not dependent as well on money, because they basically didn't have any. And we walk in, and we're you know the American a pa- couple of American pastors. My dad's on the trip with me. And uh, I was challenged to realize that in those circumstances, man, I come back and you're, I was changed. I'm saying, look, I don't need anything to have joy. Sometimes we think, oh, just one more promotion, or once my health turns, or my back stops aching, or my tooth stops hurting, or I get more friends, or different friends, or my status change. Then. I'll experience joy, right? That's kind of the American way, isn't it? But the truth is, is that joy is found in trusting God. And it's a choice. It's a choice. And what that means, and this is beautiful, that 100% of us, every single person here, can experience joy. And it's not a comparison of our circumstances saying, okay, well, what does your bank account look like? Well, you got more joy, or what does your car look like, or your house, or your clothes, or whatever, your health, right? No, we don't compare our circumstances. The choice, the difficult choice to trust God, that's where joy comes, instead of trusting ourselves or trusting our circumstances. Now, I get it. Some of you will walk away and say, No, I'm just going to decide to be discouraged, right? And there's a lot of things in this world to be discouraged about. Or there's others who will say, oh, I'll just decide to be angry. And yes, there's a lot of things to be angry about or to be bitter or to be cynical. Say, oh, I'm just going to be cynical and, and try to be cute about it. Well, yeah, you can do that. There's things to be cynical about. But the message of Christmas, the good news of Christmas is that you can choose. You can choose to have joy. Isn't that beautiful? You can receive it. God is here. He's right here, right now, and you can have joy. You can experience it. It's the process. It's the walking through one step at a time. You can do that. You can choose then also to give it away. And I want to challenge us that in our hearts and in our minds, that yes, we can receive joy, but we as believers, as Christ followers, we need to be the joy in our world. We can choose to give it away. Church, I believe that indeed it is a time to give joy. It's a time to give joy. As I was thinking about this time and we just lost a couple kids. We're going to need them back. Someone needs to go get them. But uh, I've, I was thinking about, you know, over the last couple weeks, we've been talking about circumstances that kind of come and kind of hit us. And uh, I'm going to need all the elementary students that were helping earlier to just come, on, come back on up right, right here for a minute. And uh, I'm going to need, uh, need a hand, all right, so all the elementary students. I want to show you something that, that I think will kind of drive the, the, uh, the point home. Uh, we've been talking about different circumstances. Everybody grab a balloon and then hold up the balloon so, so people can kind of see it, all right? Yeah, no, nope, no, nope, just hold on to that right there. And then just line up right up here on the step, on the step right along the way, okay? Yeah, just, just all right. And so are we going to get those other boys back? We, need, uh, we might need a couple other volunteers. Uh, any other volunteers want to help me out? Someone brave, someone really strong, someone handsome. Noah, yes. Thank you. I caught that eye. All right. You can help me out. Anybody else want to help me? Yes. Come on up, Chase. All right. And one more. Come on up. All right. Good. All right. All right. So on this, we've been talking about different things. And what I want you to do is hold these where people can kind of read those. We've we've talked about different circumstances that can kind of hit us at different times in our lives that can be tough, right? And uh, what happens is, I kind of described this, um, I need uh, someone, maybe a volunteer, uh, to, to do something even extra special. Um, let's see, um, let's see here, uh, okay, are, are you, do you feel like you're really brave? Yeah? You feel like, do you like playing with fire? Like even having like fire over your head maybe? No? All right, then step down here, and I want you to pick someone here that, that you think would be brave that could help me out here for, for the next minute or, or so, okay? All right, all right, pick someone out for me, all right? Whoa, there we go. All right, okay, all right. Erica. All right, Erica. All right, great. Erica, I need you to put your balloon down to find someone else. Oh, right here, one of you guys, come on up and help. You can take Erica's balloon, okay? And then Erica, what we're going to do, I'm going to have you here just stand right here in the middle, okay? All right, just stand here in the middle, and what I want you to do, I want you to just hold that right there, okay? Now, what's interesting about life, sometimes fiery things happen, right? Things kind of, you know, get out of control, and all of a sudden, we're experiencing in our lives maybe some infertility, all right? So, I want you to come on on down here, and I want you to, so what happens is you kind of get your, you know, going through life, Things are tough. And I want you just to put that balloon right over that flame, all right? Just put it over that flame, all right? And, and so life is going on. And what happens is all of a sudden, wow, <laughs> ah! oh my goodness, Jeez, you scared me. All of a sudden, you think that infertility, you say, man, I was wanting a baby this Christmas, that this was going to happen. All right, chase down at the end, all right? Whoa, sorry. <laughs> you never know what's or maybe you've come to a, a time in your life where finances are tough, and debt is crippling you, and you need to take financial peace to university, but what happens, the fire is on, and what happens, just put it nice and close there, what happens is your life, a little closer, whoa, my goodness, and all of a sudden, you feel like things are over, things, your life is is, is over. All right, the next one, addiction. How about this one? Come on forward. And you think, okay, well, I got past this addiction when I was younger, but all of a sudden, it's creeped back in. I can't let it go. You just got to hold that nice. <laughs> oh, <Whoa>, my goodness. She <laughs> whiz. And all of a sudden, you think your life is in trouble. All right, how about you? What do you got here? All right, come on down. Oh, oh. how about cancer? And this is a tough one. Cancer hits the family, and all of a sudden. <laughs> Maybe it's not cancer. Maybe it's some other, some other kind of uh, sickness or illness. And all of a sudden, you're in a spot. You're feeling like you can't, you can't go on. How, pain can be tough. Pain, it, it, different kinds of pain. All of a sudden, that pain overtakes you, and all of a sudden, you're thinking, "What in the world? Where have I gone?" Or how about this? We talked about this two weeks ago, really at, le- at length. The loneliness. All right, you got loneliness. You're, you're ready to go. All right, put that under there. Whoa, oh my goodness. And the loneliness, and way to go. And uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're saying, okay, I'm all alone. And I, I'm feeling like I'm trapped or like no one cares. And that's really not the truth, but you feel that way. Or maybe you lost your job this year. The unemployment hits. Come on over. And uh, you got to hold that. <laughs> nice. Nice, so we don't lose any wax there. Nice. But unemployment hits, all right, or adultery. Maybe somebody in the family, um, you know, messes up, and all of a sudden, It's over, all right? Come on down, abuse. How about that one? Uh Uh-oh, there we go, we got it. Abuse comes in and all of a sudden in your family where where there was trouble, there's pain, maybe behind closed doors, someone, there's been some abuse and all of a sudden you're saying, okay, I don't even know what to do. We got a couple more here, let's do this. We got it, come on down. Yeah, divorce happens, right? Yeah, and some of us experience that And all of a sudden, that divorce, it blows things up. think, oh, man, the family, the kids. You know, what are we going to do? How are we going to get by this year? Let's switch that out. (laughs) You just ruined my wick. No, I'm just kidding, man. (laughs) No, no problem. All right. And then we got one more here. All right, death. And uh, in this year, I know that sometimes, whoa, whoa, boy. Are you okay? All right, okay. All right, so you got to hold it there, man. Just right over there, top. Are you afraid? Do you want me to do it for you? Okay, all right, I was just making sure. Just hold it there. And all of a sudden, your candle burns out. All right, let's give all the kids a hand. You stay right there, Erica. All right? It's okay. Now, what's interesting. Is that you know all these circumstances and these are just you know typical things that can happen along the way. What happens is we we get into a spot where we feel like we're we're done for, like we don't have any hope, right? Like we talked about a couple weeks. There's no peace in our home, and the idea of joy, being content or being trusting God seems like the furthest thing. But I want you to see something that happens. And I want you just to put this candle right above your head, all right? And I want you to be careful. Don't spill wax on yourself, all right? You just got to keep it straight up and down. What I want you to see is that that joy, when we fill our lives with joy, anything can happen, all right? So we've got a balloon, one more balloon here. And what I want you to see is that it doesn't matter what kind of circumstances come our way that joy it essentially protects our lives? It won't burn through because we're protected, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The Bible says to be joyful always, First Thessalonians chapter 5. You say, well, how long will that last? Well, I don't know, let's see. <laughs> and what happens is that joy causes our lives to, To be... Whoops. That was not supposed to happen. Erica, I'm so sorry. That really wasn't supposed to happen, I promise. The illustration, stupid Pinterest, said you just bring it down and it puts the flame out It worked first service. You want to try it again? I am so sorry. Where were those gift cards? I need, I'm going to need those back. I am so sorry. Let's give her a hand. I'm soaked. Well, I can't believe that happened. It worked first service. I am so sorry. Thanks for coming to church. (laughs) Won't see them again. (laughs) Jeez. Good thing they didn't like electrocute me. I got power going to my ear. (laughs) So what were we saying? That's right. The joy just overflows. The joy of the Lord is our strength. All right. Yep. So, seriously though, oh my goodness, now you're glad you didn't do it. <laughs> Logan's like, can I do that second service? I said, well, maybe. But anyway, all right. Well, so, so the idea though, seriously, the illustration still is kind of cool, isn't it? You know, that when there's joy in our lives, that it really insulates us, it protects us. You can experience all kinds of hard things, uh, difficult things. And, and God, because of what's inside of us, it, it protects us. And it's a choice, right? And it's beautiful, the idea that we can receive that joy because joy is here. And it's here for you this morning. In just a second, I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you don't know the Lord, or maybe you're, you've known the Lord at one point and you want to come back to Him, the joy is here for you today. And there's no reason you should walk out of these doors without experiencing that kind of joy. that kind of joy (laughs) but the second part is really interesting as well because sometimes as believers we get it we're we got we got Jesus inside of us but our lives are really if we're honest not all that joy filled or if you took a snapshot in the last week how much joy was there in your home or in your family, or in your business, or in whatever, right? And sometimes we lack those things, and I just want to challenge you that we can receive a full measure of God, a full measure of joy, and it can be a beautiful, overflowing uh, blessing in our lives. Amen? Amen. (laughs) And then that third piece is that we can give it away. We can choose to give it away that we can be joy. And that's really where I want to kind of kind of really encourage us. And so without, without any further disasters, let's <laughs> bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. And let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the truth of your word, that your word never fails. Lord, that we can trust in you. And Lord, that we can experience uh, an unspeakable joy. And Lord, I pray that even right now as our hearts are soft and Lord, that we're excited about Christmas and really the the season of anticipation coming up uh, to Christmas, which is called Advent. Lord, I pray that we are mindful that you are coming to earth. Lord, help us to be able to receive that and then to give it away. Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. With everyone's head bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around. This morning, I'm going to ask two questions. The first is, maybe you're here and you have never given your heart to Jesus. Maybe you're, you're saying, man, I've never experienced the joy, that kind of relationship with Jesus. And if that's you this morning, and you're ready to make that decision, I want you just to raise your hand saying, I've never accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. Would you raise your hand? Yeah. Who else this morning? Say that's that's who I am. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. See, I need Jesus this season. Anybody at all? Anyone else? Right. We've got a couple young men that have responded, but it's possible also that you have served God in the past. Maybe you've given your heart to the Lord. And uh, even though the Bible says God will never leave you or forsake you, maybe you walked away, and maybe you're in a place where you are struggling, and you are uh, you feel like you need to get your relationship with the Lord back intact, back in a, in a, a reality where if you were to die today, that you know for sure that you would go to heaven. If that's you today, and you need to get your life right with Jesus, would you raise your hand as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, amen. So more of a rededication. Yes, absolutely. That Christmas 2014, we're going to get our hearts right with the Lord. Thanks, I see that hand. There's a lot of hands here, guys. And what's beautiful is that God, in His beautiful, gracious way, He will fill our hearts with joy. In just a moment, we're going to pray. We'll pray for those that raise their hands. But I want to ask another couple questions. The idea of receiving joy, being filled with joy, and you've may, you may be experiencing one of the things that were on these balloons, the, the pain, the death, maybe the infertility, maybe the divorce, maybe the, the, the health issues, uh, maybe the debt, whatever the case might be. Um, maybe your life is riddled with those things and you're saying, man, I don't feel joy Today, this season, I'm struggling with joy. Would you be honest to raise your hand as well? We're going to pray for you as well. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I just want you to know, God, He's here. He wants to pour joy into your life. You can put your hand down, several hands. Lord, be with these, God, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I just feel like the Lord wants me just to share that, that He knows the exact details of your life, where you've been and where you're going. He knows the intricate details. He knows what you've said, what you've done, and He has forgiven you. You are free. And the Lord wants to just, just pour joy into your lives. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. And then there's one last piece. There's one last piece that we can not only receive joy, but we can be joy. And this morning, if your heart is, Pastor, I want to be that kind of person that brings joy, that lights up a, a room, whatever the case might be, I want you just to stand right where you are. I want you just to declare it and say, yes, that's who I want to be. Just stand right now if you want. If you're saying, yes, I want to be a person of joy. I want the joy to overflow in my life. I want to be that example. And then let's all stand right where you are. And we're going to close. We're going to close with a prayer first. And then after I pray, uh, we're going to sing a song together, all together. And uh, it'll be glorious. And we're going to need you to sing nice and loud. Um, and uh, and we're not going to have any more accidents, and so that'll be good. But I want to pray, first of all, for those that raise your hand to for salvation or rededication. And so let's pray there first. Lord, we just come to you today. I thank you that at Christmas you're speaking still to hearts and lives. And Lord, that there's those here that are responding, saying, yes, God, I want to know you. I need your salvation today. Lord, I pray that you would just forgive us of our sin, take away our sin. And Lord, if we've ran from you and we've uh, been searching in other ways to find joy, Lord, I pray that we would surrender and we come back to you. Lord, fill us with your love, with your power. Take away our sins. We pray it in Jesus' name. And now, secondly, we pray for those that raise their hands, and maybe even those that didn't, that are really struggling with joy, not feeling the joy of the Lord, but just barely getting by, just uh, just uh, you know, day by day, the grind. And God, I just pray that you just breathe life into those situations. Breathe life, no. No matter what the circumstances, and God, where the enemy would love to to take our lives like these balloons and pop them, and and just to feel like things are a loss, that there's no way to get uh, any traction. God, we know that when we're filled with joy, God, that you will protect us. Lord, that you will help us no matter what the circumstances. And Lord, we pray and we know that it's a choice on our behalf. And so, Lord, today we choose joy. Lord, I choose joy. Lord, not only to receive it, but then that last piece, Lord, as we stand together, that I choose to be joy, to give joy to others. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. amen.